Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, my name is Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway and I'm here to announce my 2021 executive budget. As you all know, 2020 has been an absolutely unprecedented and challenging year. First, we were faced with a global pandemic like no one has seen in a century. And then we were faced with the following jumps in unemployment, increased food and housing insecurity, and economic distress in far too many of our households. We've also been challenged in 2020 to renew our commitment to addressing racial disparities that exist across our country, and especially right here in Madison. And today we continue to face levels of uncertainty that impact the health and well-being of our residents and increase demands for the services that government provides. Some of our biggest challenges like the COVID-19 pandemic and the housing crisis are made worse by the lack of response at the federal level. And partisan gridlock at the state level has also hindered our response. In June, the city was faced with a $25 million shortfall going into 2021. About 10 million of that resulted from the revenue losses associated with the COVID-19 pandemic. And about 15 million of that was the result of the structural gap between our annual cost to continue increasing and what the state will allow us to raise and spend in revenues. Those are two significant problems to solve in a budget. And it is in that context that I have balanced the 2021 budget. The balancing actions include using $8 million of the city's rainy day fund to cover temporary revenue losses and one-time expenditures. We are increasing the ambulance conveyance fee and some building inspection fees to levels that are comparable to what we see in other communities and reflective of inflation. We are implementing $3.3 million in cuts to agency budgets across the city. We are calling on the police and fire unions to renegotiate provisions agreed to in 2019 by the previous administration that are no longer realistic in the city's budget. I'm happy to say that Local 311, the fire union, has engaged in conversations with us, uh, and I believe there's a path forward there. We have yet to have those same conversations with MPPOA, the police union. We are also requiring a small number of furlough days for the city's general municipal employees 
Each employee will take between two and four days of unpaid leave over the course of 2021, with those who make more money taking more furlough days than those who make less. These reductions are difficult and will force us to make adjustments in the way city services are provided. Every department is impacted. And unfortunately, we have not been able to avoid a small number of layoffs in our parking utility, where revenue is down at least 80% and is not anticipated to rebound, at least until we have a vaccine for COVID-19. I want to reemphasize that we really have looked at every single department. The utilities have been asked to keep their fee increases to below 10%. Every department except community development has taken a cut. Um, and some of these cuts will represent uh, changes in service levels. Despite of all of this, we are trying to make progress in this budget in a number of ways. First and foremost, we are preserving funding for social services. Madison's residents need our social and public health services now more than ever. And that's why I did not make any cuts to the Community Development Division, where funds for community organizations and social service delivery live. These funds will continue to support our residents, especially our most vulnerable residents, in these really tough economic and public health times. So the budget does include almost $11 million in general fund support for local community organizations that provide a wide range of programs uh, that support youth and families, job seekers, um, housing, and, and more. We are also creating a flexible COVID relief fund for community organizations to support families as they navigate the social and economic fallout of the pandemic. We are providing almost $2 million for housing assistance programs and support for low-income families to purchase homes. And this is on top of the $7.7 million that we budgeted for affordable housing in the capital budget. We're providing $6 million for community support services, including childcare and youth services, violence prevention, children and family programming, and services for our seniors. We're funding our neighborhood centers so they can stay open and operating, whatever that means, in COVID. Um, and we're providing almost $2 million for employment services for youth and adults and technical assistance to small businesses. We're also continuing to invest in the fight against COVID. Um, we are increasing the public health support uh, by 11% so that public health can continue to have enough contact tracers provide testing to our community and ensure that residents from all backgrounds have information and public health resources that they need to manage the impact of the pandemic on their lives. Another major highlight of this budget is the efforts that we have prioritized to reimagine what public safety means in the city of Madison. For decades, public safety has represented the largest share of the city's operating budget. And keeping people safe is a core function of city government. That job is no less important now 
as the turmoil of the COVID-19 pandemic has led to an increase in dangerous and violent crime. And while we keep our police department focused on that violent crime, we also have to reimagine new ways to provide public safety and to do it in a way that produces more equitable outcomes. My budget seeks to do this in a number of ways. We are experimenting with a new type of crisis intervention team to support residents with behavioral health emergencies. Our fire department will lead the way in soliciting community input and designing this program using community paramedics and contracted staff. We are transferring the crossing guard program from the police department to traffic engineering so that our crossing guards can work directly with our efforts around Vision Zero and safe routes to school. We have removed four vacant school resource officer positions from the budget to reflect the canceled contract between the school district and the city for school resource officers. And we are creating a new violence prevention unit in public health with robust investments in new staff and new strategies. The total of four staff in this unit will coordinate with the Community Development Division to allocate a total of $475,000 to community partners to help reduce violence in our community. In addition to those funds, the city invests millions each year in affordable housing, homeless services, and a broad array of programming that supports families and promotes positive youth development to reduce the conditions that fuel violence. The budget also provides full funding for the newly created Office of the Independent Monitor and the Civilian Oversight Board. Given all of the financial constraints that we are facing, I have also asked the police department to cut $1 million from their budget, a percentage cut which is on par with many other departments. I'm not able to specify where those reductions will come from, but I believe that there are options that don't reduce positions or the neighborhood-focused services that our community cares about. While this budget has been focused heavily on providing community services and public safety, we are still moving forward with our commitments to sustainability and climate action. This remains an urgent focus. Climate change has not stopped just because we're living in a pandemic. We are continuing our ongoing investments in Metro Transit to ensure that residents can rely on crucial transit services while working to continue our plans for bus rapid transit. One of the highlights in the budget is providing new bus cleaner positions so that we can continue to ensure that the Metro Transit buses are cleaner than your car has ever been. We are continuing to fund uh, our annual watershed studies that will guide our future stormwater investments in our community so that we can protect our homes and our neighborhoods from flooding. And we have created two new positions in engineering's green power program this is our solar apprenticeship program, and these folks will help us meet our goal 
of 100% re renewable energy by 2030, while learning critical skills that will equip them to enter the workforce either as solar installers or in a wide array of other public works positions. And while we are doing all of this, I am 100% committed to continuing progress on racial equity. We have to continue to work to overcome the well-documented disparities that have existed for far too long in our community. We are currently hiring a new equity and social justice manager, and this, the 2021 budget creates a new equity and social justice division in the Department of Civil Rights to guide and direct the city's work and to further embed equity not only into what we do internally, but into all of our public-facing work as well. We have funded a new program in the Community Development Division, providing resources to renters in our community that are vulnerable to evictions. We are continuing to support small businesses with a particular focus on small businesses run by people of color and women. We have increased our double dollar program by 50% so that low-income households can access fresh and healthy food. And this budget accepts the decision of the library board to eliminate late return fines from our library system, which will provide more equitable access to the library's services and collections. I do not take the many difficult decisions that I've made in this year's budget lightly. I have tried to balance reductions across all departments, including taking a 5% cut in my own department's budget. There's no question that this is a difficult budget. But in spite of these unprecedented times, I continue to be inspired by this great city. Madison has, in so many ways, come together to help each other through uncertainty and adversity. This is the mindset and the spirit that we need to navigate these difficult times, and I am confident that together we will weather these storms and emerge as a stronger, more equitable, and more sustainable city. Thank you, and I'd be happy to take questions. Abby? Yeah, based on where estimates for the budget were in March, you know, how do you feel about where things are at right now? Obviously, it is tight, but um, is there any movement there? Uh, I think that um, over the course of the year, the estimates for 2021 have improved slightly, uh, but it really depends on what department you're looking at. Um, obviously, things in the parking utility have not improved. Um, Monona Terrace is still closed. Uh, uh, on the other hand, turns out that this was a really good year for golf. Uh, so uh, I think that, that uh, overall it's uh, slightly less dire than we thought perhaps uh, a couple months ago, um, but obviously still a very large gap that we had to close um, and some very difficult decisions that we had to make. What happens if the police and fire unions are not successful? Uh, so 
We are uh, hopeful that um, both the police and fire unions um, will find a way. I'm particularly hopeful that um, they will be willing to accept the same health insurance package that the rest of our employees have. Um, they're currently projected to do that in January of 22. Um, we're uh, in conversations with the uh, local 311 about doing that in January 21. Um, I would encourage MPPOA to come to the table and discuss the same thing. Um, that would be a savings uh, collectively of over a million dollars. Um, so uh, I think that that's a, a fairly straightforward way, and um, I'm hopeful that we can achieve that. If not, those department heads will have to find the savings somewhere else. We have repeatedly asked them um, to meet with us uh, to consider ways to um, that we could uh, reopen their contract and find uh, something that's mutually agreeable, and they have so far declined to have those conversations. Other questions? Any idea you mentioned you know, a $3 million cut to agency budgets? Do you have any idea what percentage that is in, in total for the city? I don't. I'm looking at Dave back there to see if he has that off the top of his tongue, but um, it's about half of those cuts are efficiencies, and about half of them uh, will be some sort of service level reduction. Do you have a number, Dave? <laughs> the entire general library fund budget is less than 1%, but you know, when you exclude debt service, it probably moves up to about between 1% and 2%. Some are taking larger cuts, some are taking less. So it's approximately a 1% to 2% cut across the general fund, um, and it, that varies by agency. As I mentioned, my office is taking a 5% cut, and there's a few other agencies that are at that level, but um, others, for example, community development, that is not taking a cut. And that's the only agency that's not taking a cut. Any other questions? In the last six months, do you believe that the union will happily come to the table to take cuts? Uh, at this point in time, they haven't agreed to. Um, I'm hopeful that they will prefer to adjust their health insurance or wages um, versus seeing more of their colleagues across the city laid off. Um, but it is really entirely up to them. Uh, the cuts have to come from somewhere. Um, in the police department and specifically, that's up to the chief, how he wants to handle that. Um, he did indicate in his uh, budget submission where, how he would think about that, um, which is available. Um, so, uh, you know, again, it's, that's not a decision that I or the city council get to make. That's a decision that the chief will have to implement. Any other questions? How many layoffs, uh, furloughs for, you know, parking utility services like that? So in the parking utility, um, it's, I believe, uh, in the range of six to seven full-time equivalent positions that will be laid off, but it's more individuals because most of our parking cashiers aren't full-time. Um, in terms of furloughs, again, it'll be two to four days over the course of the year. Um, how many days an individual staff person uh, will have to take will depend on um, what compensation group they're in because we are trying to make sure that there's not a disproportionate impact on our lowest paid employees. And that design of the furlough program uh, will be developed over the next several months. Yeah, 
How much revenue has been lost due to the COVID shutdown? It's in the range of $10 million. Uh, excuse me, for 2021. Obviously, there were uh, more significant losses in this year. Anything else? All right. Thank you all very much for coming. I appreciate your time and have a good rest of your day.